York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Are you with me? Because the hawk is talking out there. I mean, it is cold. You got to wear your corduroys. By the way, does anybody wear corduroys anymore? And your long winter union underwear. That's with the flap in the back. You know, when you have to sit on the porcelain palace and freeze your tuchus, your tush, your dupa off. You got the union flap because the hawk is talking out there. But I'm asking you on behalf of this group, Lost Frequencies, are you with me? Are you with me, ladies and gentlemen? Because I have heard so much about this brand new DA in Manhattan, Alvin Bragg. You're shocked. You're upset. You can't believe he's going to turn the criminals loose. Where have you been? Where have you been? As I read editorial after editorial, it could be the Post, it could be the Daily News, not the Times, because they endorsed him, uh, for all the reasons that he got elected to be Manhattan DA. He wants to hug thugs. Don't you understand that? He doesn't want to lock up a thug or thugette. He wants to hug thugs. And, you know, you all need to really clean the wax out of your ears because Alvin Bragg has been extraordinarily consistent when running for office and then obviously getting elected into office and telling all of you that he was going to turn criminals loose on the island of Manhattan. He has not buckled. He has not folded like a cheap camera. He has not done the political thing and decided, you know something, I'm just going to initiate no prosecutions against most crimes. I'm just going to do it subtly. You won't be paying attention because the only press releases coming out of the Manhattan DA's office are going to be prosecute Trump, prosecute Trump, prosecute his family. Prosecute his business holdings. Prosecute Eric Trump. Anybody with a name Trump on it, let's face it. His predecessor, Cyrus White Shoes Vance, that's all he did. They're not a crime-fighting organization. Cyrus White Shoes Vance, what was he doing to impose law and order? He was cutting people loose left, right, every which way. Let's not act surprised. In fact, let's just go to the audio tape. 
Let me take you back right before the Democratic primary. There was no ranked choice voting in the DA races because it's considered a statewide race. It's not a city race, a municipal race uh, that had to be run under the provision that in the primaries it would have to be ranked choice voting if there was more than two candidates. There were eight freaking candidates for Manhattan DA on the Democratic primary side. Only one on the Republican side. There were no challenges. Eight. Eight. Let me tell you something about these eight. You think Alvin Bragg is back? And he is. He got 34% of the vote. The person who finished second, Talia Weinstein, a Persian Jew, she got 31%. She was just as bad as him. And who finished third? The first ever Palestinian candidate, Abushi, I think that was the pronunciation of her name. I saw her posters all over Manhattan when I was uh, going out prospecting and campaigning for mayor. She got 11% of the vote. So combine the justice warriors, those that wanted to turn loose the criminals and hug folks instead of arrest them. Get this. They got a total of, hmm, 76% of the Democratic primary vote. 76% of Democrats in Manhattan said, well, if you don't want to turn them loose, Alvin Bragg, well, if you take Talia Weinstein, you're going to get exactly the same. Or Abushi, the Palestinian candidate, you're going to get exactly the same. 76%. And the only difference was that George Soros, in coming into the race, poured a million dollars. And he looked at the over-under point spread. By the way, gambling is legal, online gambling. You little fan do Caesars and the rest of them. That's right, you degenerate gamblers. Now you're going to have what little money you have left sucked out of your pocketbooks and wallets. We'll talk about that later on. It's legal as of 9 a.m. in the state of New York from Buffalo to Brooklyn. But the over-under point spread was that any one of these three leading candidates would have imposed the same manifesto. They ran on the same campaign of turning criminals loose in Manhattan. Were you all asleep? Did you not know that Alvin Bragg was saying this? In fact, right here at WABC, John Katzmatidis, Margot Katzmatidis, owner-operators of Red Apple Media, and obviously uh, the crown jewel of Red Apple Media is WABC with the 50,000 powerful watches of sound hosted a debate right before the Democratic uh, primary involving all eight of the DA candidates. They gave two hours to it. There were stories that emerged from it. We were playing the cuts here at WABC ad nauseum over and over and over. Nobody should be shocked. In fact, let's go to the cut of Alvin uh, Bragg uh, sort of laying down his philosophy with host Dominic Carter, who was the moderator of the debate. Large part because of experiences I had growing up. I grew up in Harlem during the 80s, during the height of the crack cocaine epidemic. Uh, before I was 21, I had a gun pointed at me six times. Uh, three by NYPD officers during unconstitutional stops, and three by people who were not police officers. Uh, these early experiences are why I went to law school and why for the last 20 plus years I've been fighting in the courtroom for both fairness and safety. I started off as a civil rights lawyer and a criminal defense lawyer. I became a federal prosecutor, 
and then ultimately I became the number two lawyer in the New York State Attorney General's office, overseeing a staff of more than 1,500. Uh, my work has run the gamut. I represent uh, Eric Garner's mother, Gwen Carr, in a case against the city. I did gun cases as a federal prosecutor. Uh, and I've done significant public corruption work, prosecuting two mayors and the former majority Senate leader. I'm honored to be endorsed by Preet Bharara, The New York Times, Planned Parenthood, and Zephyr Teachout. I look forward to talking about my vision for the DA's office this afternoon. He laid it out. That was his resume. He's not lying. Remember, the reason you listen to me, Curtis Sliwa, is that I know where all the bones are buried and who buried them, especially the political bones. Alvin Bragg was not lying to any of you. He told you who he is. He's a justice warrior. And he went on to discuss it further with Dominic. Okay, but I I just want a direct answer. Will you go after quality of life offenses and will you cut the office staff? Sure, I'll start right there. I've said I've not committed to any particular number, any type of cut. What I want to do is shift the focus of the office from the types of cases where my friends were getting arrested growing up, uh, my family members currently getting arrested that have driven mass incarceration, and shift them to the kind of cases I've done throughout my career, significant uh, drug trafficking cases, significant gun trafficking cases, the kind of things that I know uh, my neighbors in Harlem are sitting around their tables concerned about now. So he's laying it out for you in June. Again, he's not lying here. Uh, and even back then, right before the Democratic primary, um, Alvin Bragg, hug a thug, Alvin Bragg, and Eric um, Law and Order Adams appeared at the National Action Network and stood in solidarity with Al Slim Shady Sharpton in the middle. And when Eric Adams was asked, gee, your platform on Law and Order seems to be so different than turn them loose, Alvin Bragg. No, no. Eric Adams said, no, no, we can get together. In fact, Eric Adams, uh, the brand new uh, mayor, reiterated that just the other day. I like Alvin. He was a great prosecutor. Uh, I believe that he's going to be a good district attorney, and I'm going to sit down and have a conversation with him as we build out uh, what we need to do around public safety so that we're all on the same page. So that we're all on the same page. He said that just the other day. He said that back in June at... Al Slim Shady Sharpton's National Action Network, side by side with Alvin Bragg. They held one another's hands. They lifted it in the air. Let, let, let's hear Eric Adams again about Alvin, turn him loose, Bragg, who wants to hug a thug. I like Alvin. He was a great prosecutor. Uh, I believe that he's going to be a good district attorney, and I'm going to sit down and have a conversation with him as we build out uh, what we need to do around public safety so that we're all on the same page. He blinked. Eric Adams blinked. You know, if it's Hawk Newsom of Black Lives Matter, you know, he's right in his face. You're not going to burn down New York City. Oh, no, you won't. Not my city. But with Alvin Bragg, notice how meek, how mild, how, um, how it's almost like he understands he can't do anything. Ladies and gentlemen, the mayor can't do anything. The only control he has over a DA, again, a statewide office, a county office, not a city office, is he has some control over the budget. He's not going to touch that budget. Hey, he's a brother in solidarity. Come on. National Action Network supported Bragg, supported Eric Adams. On the same day, Eric Adams was asked, boy, 
your platform seems to be so different on law and order quality and life than Alvin Bragg. No, no, we agree. We agree. In fact, let's go back to the debate, Dominic Carter, with uh, one of eight Democratic contestants, three who were Siamese twins of one another. I told you, again, the first three finishers, Alvin Bragg, Tally Weinstein, and Alushi, all of them agreed on this. They got 76% of the Democratic vote. That's right, here in Manhattan. There was a law and order candidate, Elizabeth Crotty. She only got 4.5% of the vote in the Democratic primary. It was a clear distinction. They want this in Manhattan. Haven't you realized this? They're not stupid. They read the New York Times. The New York Times endorsed Alvin Bragg. They love Alvin Bragg. Have you seen them criticize Alvin Bragg for what his manifesto said? No. Let's go back to the audio tape from the debate here in the studios of WABC with all eight Democratic candidates. Here's Alvin Bragg with Dominic Carter. I've walked in the shoes of someone who's been affected. When I think about the investment we need in our communities, I think about my mother as a teacher, my dad who ran homeless shelters. When I think about reentry, I think about my brother-in-law who was incarcerated and lived with me. And when I think about public safety, I think about having had a knife to my neck a semi-automatic weapon to my head, and a homicide victim on my doorstep growing up in the village of Harlem. It's time that we have someone who's walked the walk, lived it. This is my work. This is my life's work. He's telling you. He's not lying. I know Alvin Bragg, not personally, but I know of his background. It is true he's lived in Harlem. It is true he has been thugged up, and he's certainly uh, been rousted by the cops. This is all true. In fact, uh, let's listen to more of Alvin Bragg as he lays it out for all of you, for all the residents of Manhattan who had a vote for the Manhattan DA, of which 76% of the Democrats, if it wasn't Alvin Bragg, turn him loose, Alvin Bragg, hug a thug, it would have been Tally Weinstein, who also ran on the same platform, or Abushi, the first Palestinian candidate. They got collectively 76% of the vote. Mr. Bragg. So, so I want to start by saying, because there's some talk about violence, I, I've lived my entire life in, in you know, a neighborhood affected by violence, so I know it firsthand. Uh, but, but that's separated apart from what we do um, on, on, in, in responses on what you, so you call the fun. I have a simple test. If it's something my mother or father could have done, we shouldn't have police do it. My mother was a career educator. My dad ran homeless shelters. You look at the homeless sweeps. Police shouldn't be doing it. I know that I've worked for police officers for 20 plus years. That's not something they want to do. They want to do the kind of cases that I've worked on gun trafficking, drug, drug trafficking cases, the kind that plague my community and communities around the city. So I would say homeless sweeps, uh, mental health responses. Right? We've got models around the country where professionals are going in. And again, I've worked side by side with officers. They're, they're not running to or signing up and saying, we want to do this work. They so defund the police. No, I'm, I'm, t- I'm giving you three categories of things where I would so shift, you, you shift the budget. you support it or you don't support well, it? Well, I'm defining the term for, for you okay. from my perspective, right? Okay. So, okay. so homeless sweeps, mental health responses, uh, and policing in schools are places where I would move those buckets of funding uh, to, to out of the police department. I've been clear about that. I've, I've wrote, written an op-ed on that. I think that will make us safer and allow us to focus on gun trafficking and gun trafficking and drug trafficking and the kind of cases I've done. Could the guy be any clearer in terms of his philosophy, his justice warrior mentality? He believes in defunding the police. It's no doubt. Now, the one, the one thing that Mayor Eric Adams has over any district attorney in all five boroughs is he controls their funding. But you know, 
brother to brother, he ain't going to be flexing in front of Alvin Bragg. Oh, no, 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 no. Come on. Come on. Are you so hopelessly naive? You heard Alvin Bragg said he doesn't want the cops involved with homeless. He doesn't want them removing them. He doesn't want cops dealing with the emotionally disturbed person. You heard him say that. And he wants cops out of the school. So that means no more medical metal detectors. No more security officers who are supervised by the NYPD. You see all the gangs. Now that they're back in school, you see all the chaos they're creating. You see how many have been pinched with guns and all kinds of weapons. Are you aware there are many high schools and junior high schools that don't even have metal detectors? Can you imagine how many weapons are being brought into those schools on a daily basis? And Alvin Bragg doesn't want any cops in the schools. Could the guy be any more clearer? Hey, Eric Adams, this is just two days ago. You know, you know, Alvin Bragg. Are you going to take him on? I like Alvin. He was a great prosecutor. Uh, I believe that he's going to be a good district attorney, and I'm going to sit down and have a conversation with him as we build out uh, what we need to do around public safety so that we're all on the same page. You, you got no, no control of him. You're not going to cut back his budget. You don't have him by the short hairs, Mayor Adams. He can independently and autonomously do whatever he wants. He's already thrown down the gauntlet with a manifesto. Already thrown down the gauntlet. He shoved it right into your face. Early days into your administration, you're running uh, from here to there, bing, 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 on a law and order platform. You're putting into effect some of your positional uh, policy ideas on law and order, and he stops you dead in your tracks. Stop you dead in your tracks. And then uh, earlier today, he was at the National Action Network, and Alslam Shady Sharpton and his supporters on 145th Street were giving him cover. Now, you can tell a politician, and you can tell an ideologue. A politician, if Alan Bragg was truly a politician and not a true believer, he would have started to vacillate. He would have started to respond to the editorial heat, to all the criticism he's getting. Not from the New York Times. They love him. They endorsed him. They embraced him. They anointed him. Uh, The Manhattan DA to replace Cyrus White Shoes Vance, who, by the way, was almost exactly the same, hugging thugs. But listen, listen to Alvin Bragg, defiant today on the stage of the National Action Network. I, I've got to move on, but is there a candidate in the mayor's race that, that identifies with your vision for the for the office, but for the city? I, not one comes to mind. I confuse a few. I don't know if that's in the spirit of your uh, of your question. I'm both a civil rights lawyer okay, and a so former counselor, prosecutor. Okay, so counselor, go for it. Fuse them. Fuse them. Uh, so I, I, Maya Wiley also served in the Southern District of New York, where I served. Um, uh, Ray McGuire has a great idea about having a deputy mayor uh, tasked with overseeing NYPD. I think we need that. And Catherine Garcia has the kind of management experience that I've had throughout my career. My apologies, board operator. I realize you had that one, uh, one more cut to go. Again, Alvin Bragg clearly indicated he did not support Eric Adams. He did not support his law and order platform in the Democratic primary. He mentioned three other candidates. His favorite, turn him loose, uh, Maya Wiley. Hug a thug, hug a thugette. Now, who supported Maya Wiley? 
AOC, all out crazy. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Democratic Socialists of America and justice warriors who want to release criminals out of jails, who want to defund the police even more to the tune of $3 billion. So why are you shocked? Why are you all surprised at Alvin Bragg? He has been extraordinarily consistent. When we come back, the litmus test. What did he say earlier in the day when Al Slim Shady Sharpton summoned him to talk to community leaders? Isn't everybody a community leader? A person shows up, I'm a community leader. How do we know you're a community leader? It's like in a Jewish community. Every second guy is a rabbi. Uh, Do you have divinity papers? Uh, What what, uh, rabbinical school did you go to? Where did you study Torah, Talmud? Every second guy is a rabbi. Uh, in the hood, in the inner city, every second person is a community organizer who has no followers. But actually, the media, oh, community organizer, well, we got to talk to him, Shabazz, here, Ali. Horse feathers, horse feathers. Notice when we come back, Alvin Bragg under fire does not surrender, does not retreat, and sticks it in Eric Adams' face and everyone's face who lives or works or visits Manhattan. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. I had a dream. We were sipping whiskey neat. Highest floor of the Bowery. And I was high enough. Somewhere along the lines, we stopped seeing eye to eye. Now, I am not a uh, Selena Gomez fan, but let me tell you something. This is the bomb. Great video, great song. It's got a nice flow, a nice beat, a lot of EDM influence that I love, electronic dance music. And Alvin Bragg ain't saying it ain't me. He's saying it is me. I hug thugs. Call me, turn them loose, Alvin Bragg. Look at what he said just hours ago at the house of Alslam Shady Sharpton on 145th Street. Defiant. He's not bucking. He's not bowing. He's not in any way, shape, or form capitulating. Listen to his rhetoric. We have to invest in our communities, right? We've lived through the 80s. We, we've lived through the present, right? Gun crime is on the rise. Domestic violence is on the rise. We've got sexual assaults. Uh, that's what's going on with the status quo. So we know we need a change to address that. A change. And that change isn't funding the police or empowering the police. That's hugging thugs. Hugging thugettes. Look, he's consistent. Then, with a lot of vitriol, he went on to say this. I've had a semi-automatic weapon pointed at my head. I've been shot at. Uh, and just late last year, I had walked to a crime scene uh, with more than 20 shell casings on the ground, 
with my two young children just to get home. So don't tell me about guns. I know about guns. You think he's defiant? Hey, Eric Adams, you're going to change your tone? Are you going to take on uh, Alvin Bragg, who you stood on a stage with in solidarity? Huh, huh, Eric? I like Alvin. He was a great prosecutor. Uh, I believe that he's going to be a good district attorney, and I'm going to sit down and have a conversation with him as we build out uh, what we need to do around public safety so that we're all on the same page. Come on. This guy is not vacillating. He's not a politician. Yeah, I know. He ran for office. But if he hadn't gotten elected, the two people right behind him in the Democratic primary had exactly the same justice warrior, turn him loose uh, mentality. And they want to hug thugs and thugettes. Come on, let's get real. Today I'm looking in the uh, New York Daily News. Hey, I used to deliver this paper when I was a kid, 168 locals, 182 on Sundays. Ended up going uh, to meet with Richard Nixon at the time in the White House as the uh, regional daily newspaper boy of the year. That's right. And just like I got thrown out of high school by the Jesuits who shined their boots on my backside, Brooklyn Prep, and I never looked back in Crown Heights in 72, I got kicked out of the White House because they said, well, I come all the way here for a cheap pen and a tie clip. And by the way, uh, President, when are we getting out of Vietnam? They didn't want to hear that. They kicked me out. A lot of people have kicked me out. But you can't kick me out on this because this is my sweet spot. This is what I know. I listen to what the guy or the gal says, and I say, is this what they ideologically believe? In this case, yes. Or are they just creatures of the changing political seasons? That's not Alvin Bragg. In fact, in the Daily News today, headline, two new New York City sheriffs in a standoff. Eric Adams and Alvin Bragg are on a collision course. No, they're not. This is not like Demolition Derby. Eric Adams has no control over Alan Bragg other than budgetary. He is not going to deplete the budget. I'm telling you, he is not going to do that. The only three things that can happen are the following. A, number one, the governor, Kathy Holcomb. Don't call her Hochul because it's, she's Holcomb. She's full of nonsense. Could actually remove him. She has the power to do that. She ain't going there. Secondarily, too bad we're not like California and have recall. New Jersey has recall. They use it from time to time. Some other states have recall, but heavens to Betsy, we're not going to have recall in New York. If we had had recall when Bill de Blasio disappeared for four and a half months in the cornfields of Iowa where there were more pigs than people, at fish fries in South Carolina, at the casinos in Las Vegas, trying to get Democratic votes in the presidential primary, which was like the equivalent of Don Quixote swinging at the windmills. If we had recall, he'd have been gone. But you see, the elected officials here don't want to give us recall. We need to fight for recall. And then lastly... We need to do what was done against Eric Gonzalez, a friend of Eric Adams. He's an untouchable when it comes to Eric Adams. The uh, Brooklyn County District Attorney, who believes in turning gun possessors loose, illegal gun possessors loose, because he initiated something that has led to so many gun totes being released. It's called his diversion program. First-time offenders, out-of-jail card. That means they have a diversion program. They don't go to jail. used to be a year in jail, guaranteed, if you're caught 
uh, with a gun, especially a loaded gun. Doesn't happen anymore in Brooklyn. And in fact, it got so bad that um, in October of 21, um, uh, actually it was a year before, October of uh, 2020, the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District had to step in because Eric uh, Gonzalez was not prosecuting gun crimes and it became a federal matter. This has happened before here. This has happened before. Let me tell you, uh, Cyrus White Shoes Vance has already had a hush-hush-mush-mush-memo uh, decline to prosecute as other DAs in the five boroughs have done. So Cyrus White Shoes Vance said, hey, I'm not, bus- I'm not following up on marijuana bus, fair-beating bus, uh, or um, uh, any, any prostitution bus. Well, all Alvin Bragg has done is add uh, addendums. Resisting arrest, nothing. Trespass and traffic violations, nothing. Burglaries in uh, residential storage areas, nothing. Non-firearm possessions, nothing. They get downgraded to petty larceny, and when you go to court, nothing goes before a jury anymore. It's like 99.9% plea bargain. So you say, I, I plead to disorderly conduct. I used to do that all the time. I was busted 76 times. When Ed Koch thought I was a hemorrhoid and a red beret, along with the police unions from 79 to 92 before Rudy Giuliani was elected, uh, and uh, they used to try to find Preparation H to schmear on me, and hopefully I would dry up and just fly away. Well, I didn't. And I'd go in there, and I didn't complain about being locked up all the time. God, that, 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 we're going to get into that with Eric Adams in the next hour. If, if I have to hear how he got beat up in the bowels of the 103rd precinct again and how it was cathartic and epiphany for him, you know, I'm beginning to doubt that that ever happened. I'm going to tell you why. I'm really going to tell you why. But anyway, the point is, let's open up our phone lines. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Why are you all shocked that Manhattan which voted all Democratic, by the way. It was the only borough that I did not win one election district, all blue, from uh, the Battery all the way up to Inwood. Not one election district voted for me. Now, you know I won Staten Island. I was like half and half, Medzi Medzi, Poco Poco in Queens. I won Southern Brooklyn, and I won up near Throg's Neck, the Neck, in the northeast section of the Bronx. Not one election district in Manhattan, that's where I live, where I have patrols. I have guardian angel patrols in Chinatown, uh, in Chelsea, in Little Italy, on the Upper East Side, on the Upper West Side, in Washington Heights. It didn't matter. Got to understand, Manhattan knew what they were getting. 76% of the Democrats, if not voting for Alvin Bragg, voted for somebody who was just like Alvin Bragg. They were the top three vote getters. 76% of Democratic uh, voters in the Democratic primary believed in candidates who want to hug thugs, hug thuggets, and turn them loose. Why is everybody shocked? Plus, the New York Times endorsed him. You notice they haven't questioned his manifesto because they embraced that. I'm shocked. He's going to do this. Oh, by the way, uh, Eric Adams, have you had a change uh, point of view of Alvin Turnham Loose Bragg uh, who wants to hug thugs? 
I like Alvin. He was a great prosecutor. <laughs> uh, I believe that he's going to be a good district attorney, and I'm going to sit down and have a conversation with him as we build out uh, what we need to do around public safety so that we're all on the same page. All on the same page. Yeah, right. All this is going to do is create a license. You want to thug up people. I mean, which borough are you going to go to? Think about it. Staten Island, Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx. Or you're going to go to the borough where all the money is, Manhattan. Already you got gangs crisscrossing Manhattan, coming in from Jersey, driving through, hitting, hitting suspects, all different locations, doing drive-by robberies. Or they're coming in from Queens or Brooklyn because it's easy access and then driving away. Look, you had a case. Has, has everybody forgotten the cop who was shot on New Year's Day in the parking lot of the 25th Precinct on 109th Street in East Harlem between Park Avenue and Lexington Avenue? Shot while he was relaxing between shifts in his private car in the police parking lot and pound. That's January 1st. Uh, hey, uh, port operator, what, what's today's date? You know, I, 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 I want to give the new police commissioner a little bit of time. I want to give Eric Adams a little bit of time. I don't want to be so harsh. It's not even 90 days in. And there are a few good things they're doing. But well, what's today's date? Today is January 8th. January 8th. So that's seven days since the cop was shot, right? Has, Sounds has, like has, it. Has there been an arrest made? Hi, Carol. You I don't know. Has there? No. Uh, and I've been up in East Harlem. I'm there often. Uh, if you want arrests, you go old school. A cop gets shot in the head. In the head. Lucky to survive. Every, every skell should have been tossed on the streets. Every drug dealer. Every guy doing B&Es. The cops know who they are. Or selling hot goods. Every one of them should have been tossed. They should have made their lives miserable. The word should have come down from the 25th grade saying nothing happens illegally in the streets until you cough up a name. I don't care if it was an errant shot. I don't care if it was guys on the rooftop shooting guns in the air like they just don't care because it was New Year's. And this was an errant shot that just happened to go, just happened to go through the window of a cop's car who was trying to get some rest between shifts because close to 20 percent of the NYPD have been designated positive for COVID-19. And no arrests. Oh, wait, man, maybe, maybe this is the hotline. Maybe I'm being told there's an arrest because... Right now, nothing's been done. Old school. Everybody would have been tossed. I guarantee you, we would have known what transpired to cause that cop to get shot in the head. But they don't do that. They don't toss anybody any longer. They don't give wooden shampoos. They don't give therapeutic back massages and have people suck concrete. No, 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 no. That's considered brutal. But a cop getting shot in the head. While trying, to, while trying to rest between shifts at the 25th precinct. Oh, they were tough. They had a press conference. We're going to find him and track that person down into the ends of time. As my grandfather, Fidel uh, Bianchino, would have said, my quantamai. Good press conference, saying the right things. But I don't see the action behind that. No, 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 ladies and gentlemen. This is Manhattan. Manhattan elected who they wanted, Alvin Bragg. There was no doubts about that. And if they hadn't elected Alvin Bragg, they would have elected the Persian Jewish woman, Tally Weinstein, who, who believed in exactly the same things, hug thugs, turn them loose. And Tahoni, 
I'm mispronouncing her first name, almost guaranteed, Alushi, the first Palestinian candidate. Collectively, they got 76% of the votes. You don't think Manhattan knew? You know, they, they, they read the New York Times. In fact, on Sunday, they get double hernias because they still believe in the hard copy. And they read every section, including letters to the editor. That's right. They'll be having their brunch, you know, with the schmear on the bagel, you know. And, and all of a sudden, they'll be reading letters to the editor and arguing over them uh, at their dinner table. I kid you not. These people know what they were voting for. I live in Manhattan. I know. Let's be real. This is what they want. And now the question is, what is brand new Mayor Eric Adams going to do about his brother in solidarity who was anointed along with Alvin Bragg by Al Slim Shady Sharpton before the Democratic primary in June? Our number is 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. the guy running for president against uh, Basiero, uh, the knucklehead in Brazil, Lulu. Uh, this is the singer, Lulu. Remember to Sir with Love, Sidney Poitier with his passing. Uh, they was teaching in, uh, I think, in East London in a school. And then there was the better film, uh, Blackboard Jungle, that he appeared in about teaching in a school in New York City. <laughs> and you know what Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan DA, wants to do? Remove the cops, those security officers who are under the supervision of the NYPD and the metal detectors from all the public schools in Manhattan. He campaigned on that. So don't be surprised. Let's go to the phones. It's Carol in West New York. Your turn to be heard on the Shiver Me Timbers Day here on WABC, Carol. Yes, yes. <laughs> indeed. Um, I'm not shocked at all because I listened um, to the debate uh, that Dominic did such a great job on. I, this guy was so upfront about what he was planning on doing. How could you ever be shocked that he was elected? Yeah, not only that, he was endorsed by the New York Times. They embraced him. Uh, all the Democrats rallied around him. Nobody said, gee whiz, this guy is going to hug thugs and turn them loose. They all knew that, and now they're acting like they're shocked. In fact, listen to Eric Adams, who normally is like quite, quite defiant, Carol. But listen to what he has to say about his friend, Alvin Bragg. I like Alvin. He was a great prosecutor. Uh, I believe that he's going to be a good district attorney, and I'm going to sit down and have a conversation with him as we build out uh, what we need to do around public safety so that we're all on the same page. Uh, Carol, do they uh, sound like their adversaries, Carol? Not at all. So you see, it's all a game here, Carol. We're getting a circle jerked, you know? Yep. All right, Carol, do appreciate it. Here's a uh, loyal listener to WABC who listened to the two-hour debate with all eight of the Democratic candidates for Manhattan DA. Thank God WABC hosted that because we got a chance to hear from all of them. 
There's only one sort of law and order candidate, Elizabeth Crotty. She got only four and a half percent of the Democratic vote. Seventy six percent went for the Justice Warriors. Uh, hug thugs, hug thugettes, uh, and turn them loose. Why are you shot? Three hundred thousand people left Manhattan. Do you think they were liberal progressives or do you think maybe they were moderate Democrats or maybe even some Republicans? You know, the Upper East Side used to be a Republican district. No more. No more. They're gone. They're gone. Gone to Palm Beach County. They're down in Sarasota. They're in Texas. They're in Georgia. They're in South Carolina, North Carolina especially, and Virginia. They're gone. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Phil calling from Pennsylvania. Shiver me timbers on this uh, freezing day, uh, Phil. Well, uh, I just want to say that uh, you guys did a great job last week filling in for uh, Bernie and Sid. Uh, really enjoyed it. And the other thing is I didn't vote for you, but I would have if I didn't live in northeastern Pennsylvania. <laughs> now, wait a second. Wait a second, Phil. Do you happen to be a Democrat? I happen to be a Democrat. Now, you see, that that would not have barred you from voting for me, being a Democrat. You would have gone to your local election district in Northeast. Uh, let's hypothetically say it's Easton, across the river from Phillipsburg, Phillipsburg uh, uh, New Jersey. You would have gone in. Uh, you wouldn't have had to show ID, right, uh, vaccine passport, none of that. And you would have said, look, even though I'm a resident of Pennsylvania, you see I'm a card-carrying Democrat. I want to vote for Curtis Lee with New York. And they would have said, oh, you're a Democrat. You can do that. Geez, I, if I would have only known. <laughs> oh, do appreciate that, Phil. Anyway, let's go to Russell in White Plains. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Russ. Hey, Curtis, uh, you know, I voted for Bragg. I don't remember him saying he wouldn't enforce gun possession laws, but he did say that his father carried an unlicensed handgun, I guess, while he was managing the homeless shelters. Have you heard him say that? Uh, no, but obviously uh, running a homeless shelter, I've been in like about a third of them throughout New York City. Uh, they're now like 80 uh, or more. Uh, I, I could easily see why you'd have to do that. So I, I understand that, Russell. I mean, you can see why Bragg would be sympathetic to his father. It's an ideological reason for, for not enforcing gun possession is that it has a greater impact on blacks and Hispanics who are also the victims of violent crimes. But the practical result that we all can understand is guns will proliferate in the streets in these black and Hispanic neighborhoods, and more blacks and Hispanics will end up dead because of this policy. Isn't that the practical ramification? It is, Russell, but look, you have a congressman uh, who represents Westchester, Rockland, uh, who is a, uh, a part of the uh, squad, Russell, correct? Yeah, Mondaire Jones. Right. Now, everybody knew what he stood for, right? Yeah, well. They, they knew uh, what uh, Jones stood for, radical socialist Democrat. He was very apparent when he was running in the Democratic primary, which he won against multiple candidates in the general election, he said, hey, this is who I am. I'm not apologizing. So you're voting for this guy. This is what you're going to get, Russell. This is what we're going to get. Why should you believe that they say it in a campaign, but they're not actually going to try to execute on what is their ideology? They are ideological purists. 
That's why I ask you if Bragg ever actually said that he wouldn't enforce gun possession laws. But about Eric Adams, he picked his brother to be a PR guy because he knows what Eric Adams has done. You've heard the story about cops knocked Adams around when he was a kid because he was, quote, running errands for local prostitutes. You heard that, right? <laughs> We're going to get into that in the next hour, Russ, uh, to the tune of Family Affair. Uh, nepotism? Oh, my God. But on gun charges, you have to understand this. Alvin Bragg has said, for instance, if after this show, I would have walked down to the Dwayne Reed, and I have to do that anyway to prepare for the show I do tonight from 12 midnight to 6. Uh, that's right. It's all Curtis all the time at ABC. Uh, and I walked in there, and I had a toy gun. Or let's say I had a bar of Irish Spring soap that I carved into what looked like a gun and kept it in my pocket, or I had a real gun, and I robbed the clerk behind the desk. As long as I didn't shoot the clerk, even though I menaced the clerk, it's a misdemeanor. And so then you know what I do. I cop to uh, disorderly conduct because it never goes to trial. And the judge says, be good in the next uh, six months, and then it goes away. It's not even on your record. That's the game. I know it. I did it in the many times that I was arrested. And they don't care. They just want to adjudicate the case. Get it out. If you think this is like law and order where it's before a jury, you're out of your minds. Like 99% of these cases, especially with COVID-19, plea bargain, plea bargain. And that's all Alvin Bragg is going to do. That's what Cyrus White Shoes Vance did. They want to take a felony charge, bust it down to a misdemeanor, or if you just cop a plea to a discon, disorderly conduct, they make it go away. Come on, let's get real here. Let's go to Fred, uh, who's calling. Is that Elmira, New York, Fred? Hey, Fred. Fred must. Yes. Hey, you in Elmira, New York? No, no, Elmont. Oh, Elmont. Elmont. See, if you were in Elmira, I would ask you which prison uh, you were calling from up there. There are two of them. <laughs> yeah, I just want to know. Hey, listen, I'm over fifty, and you know, it would be nice to go back to the city, but I'm staying away. Is it going to turn into Escape from New York? Oh. Now, remember, who starred in that? Let's see if I could scratch your memory cells. Kurt, my name, except it's not Kurt. His first name, Kurt. And what was his last name? Married to Goldie Hawn. That's right. Kurt Russell. Wasn't that a great movie, Escape from New York? It was a good movie when you're a teenager. (laughs) 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 Look, Fred... They're they're gaming us here, Fred. They're gaming us. They're, they're telling us what they they want us to leave. Don't you understand that? AOC, all out crazy. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez will designate you as a Democratic Socialist candidate as long as you uh, agree that we need to defund the police even more by three billion dollars. Release all criminals from the prisons. They have an agenda. It's right there on their manifesto. They don't hide it. And we listen and we say, oh, come on, that's so naive. Guess what? People are leaving. They're going to other states, which leaves them behind, and they get to experiment with our quality of life. And if they're wrong, you think they're ever going to admit they're wrong, Fred? No. 
Of course not. And we sit by idly. Oh, nothing we can do. Oh, look, look what Alvin Bragg is doing. The man was as honest as the day is long. He said, I want to hug thugs and I want to turn them loose. Guy walks around with a gun. I don't want him going to jail. And by the way, this was done over a year and a half ago by his friend in Brooklyn, Eric Adams' friend, Eric Gonzalez, who established a diversion program. That means first-time offenders who get caught with a gun, a loaded gun, in the streets of Kings County, Brooklyn. You don't go to jail. You don't go to jail. So if you're in Brownsville, the 73rd Precinct, or East New York, the 75th, Cypress Hills, or the 79th Precinct, Crown Heights, Bed-Stuy, which is flooded with guns, you know if you get clipped by the NYPD, there are no ramifications. There are no consequences. It used to be guaranteed year in jail. You want a plea bargain on a gun charge? You didn't use it. You didn't shoot at anybody. You didn't pistol whip anybody. You got caught with a loaded weapon, unloaded weapon. It's a mandatory year in jail. That doesn't exist anywhere anymore. That doesn't exist in Staten Island. McMahon, the former congressman, the ambulance chaser, he claims he's a law and order DA bullfeathers. The Bronx, Queens, Manhattan, bullfeathers, they're all in league. Wake up. And they, they campaigned on this, or they did it very slowly. They said, no, 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 we're not prosecuting quality of life crimes. There won't be zero tolerance. We're only going after the whales. And naturally, if you're in Manhattan uh, County, if you're the DA, Cyrus White Shoes Vance, what did he say every five seconds? Prosecute Trump. Prosecute Trump. Prosecute his family. Prosecute his business holdings. If you're Tish James, what are you doing as state attorney general? Prosecuting Trump. Trump, 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 Trump. Uh, What about prosecuting thugs and thugettes, armed criminals, people who are keeping people in solitary confinement in their apartments, in these inner city neighborhoods, elderly people? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, We just believe in no solitary confinement in jails. But what about all the people who are consigned to solitary confinement in their apartments because they can't walk out in the streets because they feel getting shot? The, 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 The shots they're concerned about... Aren't the COVID-19 shots, they're concerned about getting shot and ending up with lead poisoning. Up next, a family affair with Eric Adams. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. They just love to learn and another child grows up to be somebody you just love to burn. Mom loves the both of them. You see it's in the blood. Both kids are good and bomb. Blood's thicker than the mud. It's a family affair. Now tell me. I don't pick the right songs for the right subject, right? Sylvester Stewart, Sly and the Family Stone, 
In fact, my former radio partner, Governor David Patterson, who is now my, what can I call him, my uh, hmm, husband-in-law. Since he ended up uh, taking my wife, Mary, he's now married to Mary, who is the mother of my oldest son, Anthony, who's an intern here at WABC and actually does a podcast with me that all of you can listen to, a father and a son podcast. We finished our fourth episode yesterday. For all the podcasts here at WABC, all you got to do is go to WABCradio.com. That's WABCradio.com. But interesting, when David Patterson was my radio partner, by the way, have I had more radio partners in 30 years in talk radio or more wives? Let me start counting. I, I need my toes and my fingers. I, I'll, I'll eventually get there. But David Patterson told me a story that he had gone to the Paramount. Remember when the Paramount was the small theater in Madison Square Garden, seating 4,000? And as you know, uh, Governor Patterson is uh, sight-challenged and... It was an invitation for the wedding of Sylvester Stewart, a.k.a. Sly, of Sly and the Family Stone. Love that band. I'm telling you, when that woman came out with the horn and she was like uh, blowing smoke, she was shotgunning the crowd there at Woodstock. I mean, they took it down in Woodstock. I love Sly and the Family Stone, but man, they used to really burn that herb. Oh, big time. And they used to love to shotgun. So anyway... Uh, Governor David Patterson is going to the wedding of Sly Sylvester Stewart. And he said, there's a damn atrium in there. I mean, they had all kinds of plants growing. They had it in the aisles. All kind. You would have thought it was the cannabis bowl in Amsterdam. And I said, David, how would you know your site challenge? You're like Steve Wynn, who owns all those casinos in Macau and in, uh, and in uh, Las Vegas. He goes, I didn't have to see it. I could smell it. <laughs> It was everywhere. I was getting shotgunned. I was getting high on the secondary smoke. That song, okay, can I have a little bit more of that, Maestro? A little bit more of that song. If you listen to Sly and the Family Stone, he says, blood is thickening in mud. He goes, so please, give me a little more of that because it is so pertinent to Eric Adams, the brand new uh, mayor that you've all anointed as, like he did Barack Obama. He could do no wrong. He was like the golden calf. He's going to save New York City. He's going to resurrect us. But he's not going to do what a typical politician does. Come on. He's a product of the crooked Kings County Democratic machine. Yeah, we're going to get into it. I'm going to tell you all the people you better you better hold on to your wallets and pocketbooks from. Because it's city for sale like it was with Ed Koch. They wrote a book about that. City for sale. This city is going to be for sale. But before we get to all the cronies who have gotten top positions, who are so crooked that when they die of greed, and you go see them at a wake, uh, or you sit there for the funeral mass, you you notice uh, that they need like uh, 12 guys, uh, 12 muscle heads to close the casket because the guy is so crooked. They can't even lay him out straight with his half suit and his half pants. And then when they bury him in the graveyard, they need a black and decker power drill because he's so crooked. They got to screw him into the ground. Oh, there are a lot of them. And it's not just Eric Adams. This has existed with Republicans and Democrats. But in this instance, it's most accentuated. Because towards the end of the day yesterday, Eric Adams, the brand new mayor, slipped us a Mickey. You know what that is? No, 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 no. I got degenerates here who are like working in the studio. It's not Spanish fly, okay? Uh, It's a Mickey. Uh, He announced that he was hiring his brother, 
his younger brother, who is um, formerly a sergeant in New York City a month of Sundays ago, left the department early, not under any cloud of uh, intrigue or problems. He just left. He decided to go down uh, to Virginia and manage a parking garage. Yeah, parking garage. Uh, which is, hey, honest uh, way to earn your, your money and take care of your family. But now he's been elevated back to New York City, making $240,000 in the Eric Adams administration at one police plaza as the liaison of community affairs as the deputy police chief. Yeah, yeah, deputy police chief. You think there's something wrong about that? You think this is like nepotism at its worst? You think, like, he can't do that because there are laws against nepotism that have been put into place? I know you're going to mention the Bushes. You're going to mention the Clintons. You're going to mention the Trumps. I get it. I get it. But this is egregious. This is right in our face. And he gets away with it. He didn't even signal that. No, 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 no. It's a family affair. You got to understand that. And then there's the Banks family. David Banks was uh, appointed the head of the Department of Education. He has a stellar resume. I don't know him personally, but I will tell you uh, that he's going to do a good job as the chancellor of the DOE. The DOE stands for dumbest organization ever. A $36 billion bloated budget of an overall $102 billion budget in the city of New York. We can't afford to pay the bills. He says he's going to come in there with a chainsaw. It's going to be a chainsaw massacre at the Department of Education and cutting out a lot of the waste. Sort of like when Rudy got elected, Mike Kumbadichich, and he said, hey, I'm going to take a wrecking ball. I'm going to blow up 110 Livingston Street, which used to be the headquarters for the old Board of Education. Inefficient, corrupt, itself wasting money. He got tarred and feathered. David Banks has been put on a pedestal, and rightfully so. He's got the ability to do that. So that's one Banks. David Banks uh, has a girlfriend who has just been named, I think, a deputy mayor. I forget her name. So many of these women, it's like, it's a hot mess there in the Adams uh, circle of uh, friends. And she had gotten into a trouble one time, long time ago, with her husband at the time, a domestic situation. Uh, she gets arrested in a Harlem house. Then she presses charges against her husband. She's seeing David Banks at the time. Then she gets released, she comes back, and then she beats up on her mother-in-law. Which, hey, look, I understand a lot of people, especially uh, a lot of uh, a lot of daughter-in-laws, have definitely wanted to beat up on their mother-in-law. So she gets arrested again, and then all of a sudden, Philip Banks shows up, number two in the police department, brother of David Banks, and makes it all go away. Hey, nice, it goes away. This is a family affair. Oh, and uh, Philip Banks, uh, he writes an op-ed piece in the Daily News uh, announcing that he is the new deputy mayor for public safety. No press conference from Eric Adams. This guy is dirty, right down to the marrow of his bones, when he was the number two guy in the police department years ago. 
huge FBI investigation. They were, no, no, it wasn't forever busting Italians or forever busting Islamists at that time. It was going after crooked cops who had white, white shirt immunity. Oh, yeah, you could be black, white, Hispanic, Asian, male, female. You got a white shirt in the police department. You have white shirt immunity. So what was Phil Banks doing? He was laundering money. And so all of a sudden, the FBI said, hey, Phil, could you explain this to us? You got $300,000 in your personal bank account. How, where did it come from? What was your source of income? How did it get there? And you know what Philip Banks said? He didn't take the Fifth Amendment, which he could have. He said, I don't know how it got there. Phil, Phil, you got 300000 in cash in your personal account. You're the number two guy in the police department. You're not a man of uh, extraordinary wealth. It's not like all of a sudden somebody died in your family and you were the beneficiary of their will. How'd you get to 300000 Uh, I don't know. G- gee, is there $300,000 there? Now, they were indicting uh, white shirt cops who no longer had white shirt immunity. But all of a sudden, Phil Banks escaped indictment. He was an unindicted co-conspirator. You know what that's code language for? You know, you know. does anybody know what that's code? Uh, I'm looking at all the young huckleberries here at WABC. You know, they're like 25, 26. You know, they're checking. Oh, I got to check my Instagram account. I, I, I can't learn what, uh, what, what, what CI is. Oh, CI, Coney Island. You know where the polar bears jumped in the other day? You know, CI. No, no, no. Confidential informant. That means you decide you're going to give the feds, the FBI, information that they want to go after other people. And you get spared. And then all of a sudden, the next day, what did Phil Banks do? Resign from the police department. Oh, how convenient. Guy's a crook. It's so obvious. And Eric Adams said, oh, I want this guy running the police department. Oh, okay. He's not the police commissioner, but he picked the police commissioner from Nassau County. I would not have picked her. But he picked her. And now he is going to be appointed deputy mayor for public safety. Now, this this position has not been used since David Dinkins, the days of 2,000 murders a year, 5,000 unsolved shootings, right? We we want to go back to that. Dinkins had a deputy mayor. It was old, the old guy, Judge Marlin. Judge Marlin, who, when he would speak, uh, his false choppers would fall out. I, I mean, they were like, he needed to, he needed to get that <laughs> polygrip. <laughs> hey, Judge, your teeth are falling out. Uh, uh, I'm falling and I can't get up. Yeah, real great deputy mayor for public safety. Lousy job. So... Eric Adams wants to revive that position. So that means that Phil Banks, crooked right down to the marrow of his bone, is going to be in charge of the police department. And, all right, it's a depleted budget. I understand that. But you're going to give a guy who had $300,000 in his personal account and he couldn't explain it to the FBI more license to get wine dined in pocket line? Come on! Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Remember, the one thing about Curtis Sliwa, and that's why I want that as part of my intro. Forget the king of New York. I'm not the king of New York. I, I never ate mazzola margarine. I never had it on the schmear on the bagel. It should be Curtis Sliwa who knows where all the bones are buried and who buried them. I know these guys. And few, if any, people were bringing this to anyone's attention. And Eric Adams 
shrinking away, didn't even have a press conference with his new appointment, the deputy mayor for public safety, Philip Banks. Why not? Because he doesn't want to have to answer the tough questions. Why not bring Philip Banks out there and let him have to answer the questions, not put in an op-ed piece in the Daily News where he apologizes for being corrupt and hanging out with Heichnitsch and the other crook who are whining, dining, and pocket-lining Bill de Blasio, Banks, and all the other white shirts at the NYPD who had white shirt immunity, right? If if, if they were wearing blue shirts, it wouldn't happen, I guarantee you. They'd be jammed up by internal affairs. But because they had white shirt immunity, hey, anything goes. Let's go to the phones. Jason in Staten Island, your turn to be heard here at WABC. Jason? What's up, Curtis? I just want to let you know that it's known that Eric Adams rubs shoulders with known fraudsters. And I don't want to mention no names, but... There's websites about these people that they're, that they're fraudsters. Ah, look, look, that's nonsense. Come on. I don't deal with those third-party accusations, coulda, woulda, shoulda. No, 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 no. There's enough there. He's doing a good job in many areas, taking on the UFT Union of Failed Teachers with its, uh, its uh, capo di tutte, Michael Mogul, who, by the way, lives in a palazzo out in Staten Island. He used to be a teacher, I think, at aviation, and I think John Dewey, I'm not quite sure. But he's taking him on, unlike uh, Mayor Lightfoot, lightweight in Chicago, who has folded and capitulated to her, uh, her uh, teacher's union who won't come to school. So he's doing a good job there, as is his chairman of the Department of Education, dumbest organization ever bloated with its $36 billion budget, David Banks. But you do good things, but you also have to point out the bad things. Let's go to Wally in Pennsylvania. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Wally. You know, Steve's on the other line there, right? The audience is waiting for him to come on, and you're over there just quack, quack, quack. You just, you know, stop. Why doesn't Steve just identify himself? Um, you know, all he's got to do is say, Steve from Manhattan, go Buchanan, go Buchanan, go Buchanan. He's been calling for like 30 years. He's a phone screen, and he's going to try to do the rope-a-dope on you. He's going to try to call from, like, ten different phones as if this was a contest on an FM station. FM standing for freaking morons, feeble-minded, fornicating madly, free marijuana, FM vegetables. You know, they're always giving away money. Me? Uh, I'll give away a tchotchke, a Curtis Lebo booby prize. Don't ask, don't tell, because I'm so cheap I throw nickels around like manhole covers. If you happen to actually win a Curtis Lebo booby prize... This, these are the rules. I will send it to you in parcel post, U.S. Postal Service. Uh, I will wrap it, uh, hermetically seal it, and then send it to you COD, cash on delivery. Yeah, suckers, you'll have to pay for the delivery. Just so that you can get a tchotchke of no value that you have to put under an electron microscope and put red dye on to even see. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Radio 77. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC.
Oh, yeah. A frenzy of activity here, WABC. Raise the roof. It's yours truly, Curtis Sliwa. I'm back. You know, when you look at the weekend schedule, I average about 22, 24 hours nonstop. WABC, the acronym always broadcasting, Curtis, and it's a stream of consciousness. And again, I know these subjects. A lot of people don't want to hear it. Well, guess what? You're going to hear it on the 50,000 powerful watches of sound because you're not really getting it anywhere else. Some are. They give you a little uh, hors d'oeuvres. I give you the entree. And I raise the roof in the meantime because the hawk is talking out there. Anyway, let's go back to the phones. It's uh, Craig calling from Connecticut. Shiver me timbers. It's cold out there. Your turn to be heard, Craig, here on WABC. It's frosty up here. You know, they talk about victimless crimes, right? This 28-year-old man is killed trying to jump the subway turnstable at Forest Hills back on January 2nd. He had a backpack on and he was drinking. And what good is that to him, you know? A stupid crime like that and he's dead. Well, let me explain it. There's a backstory here, Craig, because remember, no district attorneys enforce fair jumping, fair evasion, what they call it any longer. Uh, the system, the MTA, the state authority that runs it, I call it the money taking agency, is losing uh, tens of millions of dollars because there's no enforcement. So let's look at this guy, because I know that station well, 71st Continental. I used to go in and out of there when I was raising my two sons uh, in Forest Hills, Carter and Hunter. The guy's name was Christopher Delacruz, 28. Uh, they claim that at about 7 o'clock in the morning, he was going to work. I don't believe that, because you were correct, he was drunk. So he's got this backpack on, and instead of going under the turnstile, he decides this is going to be like the Irish sweepstakes. He's going to try to jump over the turnstiles. He tried 12 times to jump over the turnstiles and then fell on his head, and he didn't recover. Brought to the nearby hospital, he was DOA, dead on arrival. And then naturally they said, well, Christopher De La Cruz, he had a four-year-old son. He was uh, a good father. He was working. That may well all be true. But the bigger issue here is the fair evasion is taking place everywhere, everywhere. On all the subway lines, on the city bus lines. And actually, somebody like Alvin Bragg, the DA in Manhattan, or the other DA, still say it's a crime of poverty. Uh, you know what it really is? A lot of times a guy is thinking, gee whiz, am I going to buy a single swipe Metro card? Cost you about three bucks. Or am I going to buy a Lucy at the bodega, a single cigarette? Or am I going to buy a honey bun? Because, you know, I got the munchies. <laughs> AOC all out crazy, Alexandria Cortez would say, oh, you shouldn't have to choose uh, food, rent, or riding the subway. They're losing $300 million a year. There's no more money coming from Papa Joe, Joe Biden, or Vice President Harris, or the Senate, or the House. There's no more stimulus dollars to subsidize the MTA. Ridership is down. 
All 472 stations of the subway system have cameras. We can see who the fair jumpers are. They dance and prance. They do the horror. They do the tarantella. They wave at the cameras. They have facial recognition technology. This is what the NYPD has, and they won't let them use it. Some uh, intrepid reporters out there should go up to uh, Mayor Eric Adams at some point, not right now, and say at a press conference, uh, Eric Adams, are you in favor of using what the NYPD has and that uh, Comrade Bill de Blasio put up on the shelf, facial recognition technology? Let's see how he dances around that. But the fact is, is that if you get on a city bus in the Bronx and Staten Island, almost nobody pays. Ask the bus drivers, the uh, Jackie Gleasons, the Ralph Cramdens. Nobody pays in the Bronx. Nobody pays in Staten Island. They just walk on like they got it like that. Oh, the express bus? Yeah, they pay. But the normal bus? They don't pay. Who's going to pay for that? And I remember when Eric Adams was running in the Democratic primary against 13 separate candidates. He sat for an interview in New York Magazine. We all did. With Nico, Nico, Nico. Oh, Nico's interviewing. Oh, really? Nico. Oh, you're being interviewed by Nico. Oh, my God. He's Mr. Social Influencer. He's an influencer. Nico, Nico, Nico. And I remember Eric Adams was asked, uh, how would you run the subway system? He said, free fare. You wouldn't have to pay on the subways or buses. And he was asked a second time by Nico, who was shocked. Yeah, free fare. You shouldn't have to pay for your subway ride or your bus ride. And nobody in the media nailed him on that. They gave him a pass. Now, here's a guy who was a transit cop for 12 years. He knows what chaos and anarchy would ensue if you let everybody just walk into the subway system or jump on a bus without paying. And how the hell would you subsidize that? Come on, let's get real here. Nobody wants to ask these questions. And the other day, he's sitting there with Kathy Holcomb. Not Hokel, Holcomb, because you know what it means, nonsense. And they're talking about how they're going to have these intervention teams, mental health experts roaming in the subways to encourage homeless and emotionally disturbed people to leave the system. They don't have to. They don't have to. You would have to forcibly remove them. And that requires cops doing it. And they used to have a homeless outreach unit in the NYPD. These were men and women, police officers, professionally trained, who knew how to deal with homeless people and emotionally disturbed people, not just in the subways, in the parks, in the streets. And they did a great job. There was a borough command in each of the five boroughs. And guess what? It all went away. When de Blasio and city council defunded the police to the tune of a billion dollars. And you know who signed off on that? Ultraditor, the backstabber, Dermot Shea, who should have taken his badge and gone and put it on the desk of de Blasio at that moment and said, no, I resign. But no, the job was more important than Dermot Shea. No more homeless outreach unit. They were reassigned in the department. They could all be reassembled, but they're not going to do that. Because they don't want cops dealing with homeless or emotionally disturbed. Who's going to get the call first? Come on, 911, the cops going to have to come there first. What are they supposed to do? Let's call the mental health team and wait here another 15 minutes while this guy is having a psychotic disorder? Where is the freaking common sense? And by the way, 
The state is going to send out the mental health care teams. Where are they going to get the money from? They're facing a deficit just like we are. Anyway, just say it, throw it out there for public consumption, and just maybe uh, the media will move on to other endeavors. They won't. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Pedro up in the Bronx. Your turn to be heard in this cold, shiver me timber day here on WABC, Pedro. Frio, Frio, Papa, Papa, Papa Curtis. Hey, listen, nobody pays for the trains in the subways no more. That's Steve from Manhattan. See, I got the year for this guy. Uh, I can pick him up. It doesn't matter. He calls himself Pedro. If he, just be honest. Just be honest. But he's not. Anyway, let's go to Nick in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Nick. Hey, Curtis. Curtis, you, as usual, you do a good job outlining the the symptom of the problem in New York City, which is the corrupt officials. But there's never a good analysis of what, what's at the nub of the problem. That is your average New Yorker that remains there. That's at 80 percent, you know, that you couldn't get out to vote there. All right, let's start there. They're motivated by two things, and this is your existence your systemic and existential threat there. They're motivated by two things. The free stuff they can get from the city, state, and federal government, number one. Number two, seeing that the enemy, as they see it, the police are kept in check. That Until you deal with that, that mindset and turning around that mindset, New York is going to remain a cesspool. It's going to drive good people out, and people like me in Jersey aren't coming back. What do you say? Um... I agree with most of what you uh, said, Nick. It's not a cesspool. As I walk up these avenues, 6th Avenue, Lexington, it's like abandoned. Only 25% of these office buildings are occupied. 75% are not occupied. How are you going to get these workers to come back? Yeah, you deal with the crime problems, and I'm sure things will get better. It can't be as bad as it was with de Blasio. But is that going to encourage workers to come back? Now Eric Adams, who uh, demanded that the CEOs tell all their workers to come back, realize (laughs) CEOs can't control it because the workers, it's a uh, workers market, can just go and get a different job with their skill levels. And CEOs of some of the most prestigious companies in Manhattan have told their workers, hey, look, if you're going to continue to work at home, you're going to have to get one-third less to pay. One-third less to pay. Now, that would entice a lot of people to come to work. And they're saying, you know, my quality of life is good here at home. I'm maybe going to spend more quality time with my kids. Uh, my husband can no longer tell me he's working overtime while he's hanging out with his gumada. You know, we're all here in the house. We know what each other's doing. <laughs> I get to go out and jog and walk. And I get to buy products in my own neighborhood, my own community, frequent my own vendors. And I don't know if I want to be stuck in a rat race two hours each way like sardines and cans, stress, tension, Oh, what time is New Jersey Transit? I got to run over to Penn Station through the gauntlet uh, of the homeless, the emotionally disturbed, the pickpockets, the jostlers, the pervs, right? <laughs> it's like, hey, this ain't too bad. Okay, I'll tell you what, boss. I'll take one-third less pay. And bosses can't force their workers to come in. So what did Eric Adams do after shouting at all the CEOs? He realized it was like little dog barking at big dog, right? Please, CEOs, could you have them come back just three days a week? Just three days, please. Pretty please. With strawberries and cream on it. 
Look, the city would be better overall if the office buildings were filled. I I get that, but it ain't happening. Uh, After the lockdown and pandemic, people began to realize life is about quality of life. And as a worker with skills, you have an opportunity to apply your skills with different corporations. Many of these men and women are subcontractors. You know, we think that they're employees of these companies. No, a lot of them, their work is subcontracted out. They're, in a sense, their own boss. And it is a worker's market now. There are not enough workers, especially skilled workers. So they basically can say, you know what? I don't want to come in and work in the city five days a week, maybe two, maybe three. But, you know, I like the quality of life. I'll come in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But I'd love to spend Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday in my home, do my work. I'm productive. Uh, Earn one-third less pay. Spend more time with my kids so I know they're not jostling around. And be better, better able to keep an eye on my wife or husband to make sure that they're not hanging out with the milkman, the Federal Express delivery guy, or the barista who's flashing those gams uh, and my husband at the local Starbucks. 1-800-848-9222. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get down? Tell me. Oh, what you gonna do? Do you wanna get down? Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get down? Yeah, Curtis Lee gets down on it. You know, I don't sample the nightlife any longer like I used to when I was a whirling dervish. But we have a mayor who has lots of energy. He uh, works in morning, noon, and night. And as he says, he loves to raise the roof in the wee hours of the morning. He loves to sample the nightlife. I know what the double entendre meaning of that is. He won't explain it, <laughs> but I certainly will. And he's at Zero Bond. He's at all the other clubs. Look, he's not married. He's footloose and fancy free. Just, I got to warn him. Nothing good happens at a club after 12 midnight. You know, you turn into a pumpkin. Bad stuff happens. So you want to hit a club 11 to 12, get the hell out of there, Eric Adams. Go back to Gracie Mansion, Fort Lee, your brownstone on Lafayette and Bed-Stuy. Wherever it is, you're resting your head. You're the mayor now. But don't be sampling the nightlife. That's double trouble. Anyway, let's go back to the phones. It's Fred in Bayside. Your turn to be heard here. Shiver me timbers here at WABC, Fred. Yes, hello, Curtis. But one thing that was forgotten, this guy who tried to sneak onto the subway and banged his head and died, you know what's going to happen. He's gonna, his family's going to get a slick lawyer. They're going to sue, and they're going to end up saving settling for five and a half million dollars. Yeah, no, no, you're right, Fred. I left that out. Thank you for augmenting what I was saying. But there are all those slip and fall ambulance chasers who will now sue the city and the city. uh, Well, actually, in this case, Fred, it's the state because the state runs the MTA, the money taking agency. 
that is already bankrupt. There's no more stimulus dollars to bail them out. They're not collecting the fare, which means uh, that it's going to slide into the fiscal abyss. But you're right, Fred. Uh, the state will be sued. And rather than battle this, which is a nonsensical lawsuit, the guy was trying to jump over the turnstile 12 times and then banged his head because he was drunk. They'll settle. You're absolutely right, Fred. Thank you. Yes, go ahead, Fred. They'll say he's a victim of poverty, and uh, the lawsuit, it's justified. Yeah, no, no, no. Look, they have half-fair Metro cards. All you got to do is apply for it. There are lots of remedies if you can't pay the full fare. But few, if any, people will leave themselves of that. And how many times a guy is jumping the fare... When we used to stop fair invaders as guardian angels, when they would actually be prosecuted or written up, how many times we'd stop a fair jumper and they'd have a knot, a Philly roll in their pocket. That's $100 on the outside and all singles on the inside with a rubber band around it. And what, you couldn't pay your fare? Back then it was like, get a token? No, 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 I had to catch the train. You know, I had business to take care of. Yeah, Business. You're giving the people the business. Anyway, let's go to Dave and Paramus. Your turn to be heard here at WABC. Dave? Yes, hello, Dave. Yo. Yes, hello. Hello, Dave. Hey, <laughs> hey it's a one far away in Paramus. How are you? Oh, I know that. I've been to Paramus many times in Passaic. Well, uh, I'll buy you uh, lunch or dinner the next time you come out this way. Feel free to look me up. No, let me hey, tell uh, you something. Uh, you know, I'm considered a politician now having run for mayor, so, you, you know, you can't uh, wine me, dine me, and pocket line me. Ah, uh, pal. No, I'd just be honored to uh, break bread with you. I'm kind of a hero worshiper of yours. I think you're phenomenal. And being uh, in my mid-50s, I, I've got to see your career blossom all through uh, the 70s and 80s and 90s. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what's your point, Dave? Instead of all this idolatry, stop starching my BVDs and my fruit of the loom, huh? No, that's because I secretly I don't hate you. So okay. here's what I'm calling. Yeah. I was hoping you would have won the, the mayoralty. Um, I'm really uh, disappointed in Eric Adams' appointments. And so I had a little bit of a naive moment where I thought, okay, you know, so maybe the guy won. Maybe something good will happen. And then what does he do? He appoints his brother as uh, number two in command of the NYPD. And it's an outrage. Right? Wait, 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 Dave. That, that's bad. And the Phil Banks appointing the crook, Phil Banks, uh, an unindicted co-conspirator when even white shirts in the police department didn't have the immunity they normally have. He became a confidential informant. That's how he avoided being indicted as a crook. But he's got a guy who grew up in Canarsie, and I know all where all the bones are buried in Canarsie and who buried him. A guy named Frank Carone, the lawyer for the crooked Kings County Democratic machine that swindled Millions and millions of dollars in city contracts or city payouts. He got his vig. And now he's been made the chief of staff, the gatekeeper for the Eric Adams administration. Now, he was doing all the fundraising, Dave. So that means everybody who was collecting donations uh, for Eric Adams because, you know, they're bundlers. They get like 20, 30, 40 donations, family, friends, coworkers, business associates. They're going to come. To Frank Carone, who's now the chief of staff, Eric Adams, and they're going to say, okay, uh, we helped you. Uh, you, you know, we scratch your belly. Now it's time you scratch our belly and watch. Watch those contracts fly out, Dave. That is the most serious potential problem in the Eric Adams administration. Corruption, Dave. He pulled us all off with one week, right? He took banks who fled for uh, marijuana company money, right? So that we thought he was gone. Now Banks' brother 
is involved, right? He's the uh, commissioner of education or whatever you call it over there. Yeah, yeah, the DOE, Department of Education, dumbest organization ever. Uh, he's got a good resume, I'll tell you. I never met uh, David Banks personally, but uh, he ran this academy up in the Bronx, which is right across the street from the post office uh, on 149th and uh, 3rd Avenue. Uh, he's run, he's running a good shop. He's running a good shop. Now, his brother, Philip Banks, is corrupt. So out of all the qualified men and women in the police department, you couldn't elevate anybody. You had to say, well, you know, I only trust Philip Banks to be the deputy mayor for public safety. A guy who was caught with $300,000 in his personal bank account when he was a number two guy at the police department and he couldn't explain the source of that money to the FBI? What does that say, Dave? What does it say about one of them was a director of parking at a Virginia university? Yeah, that, that was Eric Adams' uh, blood brother, who uh, is younger than he, who served in the NYPD. Uh, I don't think he had a bad record, but he left early. He was a sergeant. He decided police work was not for him like it was for his older brother, Eric. And he went down and he managed a parking garage in Virginia. That is his qualifications to become a deputy commissioner in the police department, earning $240,000 a year. Uh, he would have been better off uh, hiring me, and I was a meter maid in a former life. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, and, you know, to tell oh whoa, 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 wait, wait, Dave. It makes all the sense in the world. Come on. This is politics, Dave. You really believe these guys, Democrats and Republicans, they lie their ass off. Just to get elected. And then once they're in power, it's do as I say, not as I do. I'm appointing my brother, tough noogie. She can't do anything about it. I'm appointing my crooked friend, Phil Banks, and there's nothing you can do about it. And I'm appointing Frank Corona to be chief of staff. I don't care what Curtis said about Frank during the campaign uh, and all the, all the cronies, the political cronies in Canarsie. I'm going to reward them for their loyalty. And if they put their beak in the trough of the taxpayers of New York City, and they get their vig. That's the way they do politics in the crooked Kings County Democratic machine that spawned Eric Adams, that spawned Bill de Blasio, that spawned the cop-hater Jumani Williams, and spawned Brad Lander, who's now the controller. Man, we're in double trouble. And Eric Gonzalez, friend of Eric Adams, right? Now, we think Alvin Bragg is bad. Yeah, but Alvin Bragg is honest. Straight up, he says, I want to hug thugs. Uh, I want to embrace them. I want to release them. I don't want to incarcerate them. And Eric Gonzalez, the Brooklyn DA, has a diversion program that's been going on for about two years. If you get clipped with a gun or a loaded gun and you don't shoot anybody, you don't go to jail. First-time offenders get what they call diversion. You show up once a week to get lectured to. No time in jail. Used to be. You get collared. With a gun, loaded, unloaded, mandatory one year in jail. No more. In none of the boroughs. The DAs believe in hugging thugs and turning them loose. That's just the reality. And in Manhattan, they voted for that. In Brooklyn, they voted for Eric Gonzalez. Let's go to Catherine uh, calling from Westchester. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Kath. Yes, I was watching, um, listening to Kath at night the other night, and Ray Kelly said, that uh, Phil Banks worked really hard for him. But when Phil Banks was in the seventh grade, they had him picked out for the upper enchilon in the department. 
They sent him from the seventh grade doing nothing all the way over to Central Park to run the Central Park precinct. So that guy has been a favorite for way before the now current mayor. He, all the big guys on top, they think he's great. Oh, yeah, Catherine, remember, he had what they all have, white shirt immunity. The moment you're a cop no longer wearing a blue uniform, being tracked by the Internal Affairs Division, uh, you, you earn that white shirt, that's it. You're footloose and fancy free. You can do anything. It doesn't matter the color of your skin, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, male, female. You have white shirt immunity. So, yeah, Kelly would embrace him. Bratton would embrace him. He was there when they were there. I will tell you this, Catherine. He knows his police work. He knows his police work. But he's laundered money. He's a crook. There's no way you can apologize who you associated with in the Daily News. Let's have a full press conference come before a phalanx of members of uh, the Fourth Estate and explain what you were doing with those two Orthodox guys, Heichnitsch and his buddy who are whining, dining, and pocket-lining white shirts galore. White shirts galore, that's right. Jonah Heichnitsch, Jeremy Heichberg. Crooked down to the marrow of their bone. And out of all the men and women qualified in the police department, who does Eric Adams elevate to really run the police department? It's not the woman Sewell from Nassau County who's running the police department. Don't kid yourself. It's the new deputy mayor of public safety who anointed himself, who announced he's in charge. What does he know about Eric Adams? Come on, let's get real here. Why is Eric Adams so afraid of what Phil Banks knows? And obviously his brother, who seems like a stand-up guy who's running the DE, uh, Department of Education, or as I call it, the dumbest organization ever. Seems like he's uh, well qualified. What does Phil Banks know about Eric Adams? That Eric Adams keeps being attracted to him. Remember, what is it the Godfather said? Keep your enemies close to you, like Barack Obama when he appointed Hillary Rodham Clinton Secretary of State. You remember that, don't you? 1 800 848 9222. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. tell you what Phil Banks did as the self-appointed. Remember, Eric Adams, the mayor, never announced Phil Banks to be his deputy mayor of public safety. That announcement came in an op-ed piece that Philip Banks III wrote about himself in yesterday's Daily News where he did his mayor copas and he said, oh, look, I should never have been hanging out with Jonah Heichnitsch and Jeremy Heichberg uh, who were whining, dining, and pocket lining me and so many other white shirts in the NYPD who had white shirt immunity. Let me tell you 
what Phil Banks did after he appointed himself uh, deputy mayor of public safety. He walked into the offices at one police plaza of the head of internal affairs, Joseph Resnick. This was the same guy who had investigated him. And he said to them in a Trump-like manner, you're fired. Put your stinking badge and gun on the desk. Pick up your paperwork for your pension and get the hell out of here. You imagine that? He walks into the guy's office, the NYPD deputy commissioner, the head of internal affairs division who investigated Phil Banks for being a corrupt cop. And he tells him you're fired. Now... What does that bode for members of the NYPD to know that the real police commissioner is the deputy mayor of public safety, Phil Banks, and not uh, Miss Sewell, who was hired after running the uh, detective division in Nassau County? Connect the dots for yourself. Let's go to Sandra in New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Sandra. Oh, hi. Good afternoon, uh, Curtis. How you doing? Um, oh, now, hold on, you know, oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a I got to correct callers, and I've been doing it all weekend long, and I'll do it ad nauseum. You never ask me how I'm doing, like it's a tick, a knee-jerk reaction, like so many others do to talk show hosts and hostesses. And then, oh, oh how your wife and kids doing? Oh, oh you don't mind going to college. You spend like five minutes busting your gums, boring us to death. So, Sandra, don't ask me how I'm doing, because I'm just going to tell you I've had better days. Kabish, Kabish, Sandra? Uh, I, get, I get it, Okay, yes. all right. You know why I'm calling? I wanted to ask you your opinion. You know, on day three of Eric Adams' tenure as mayor, he's already picking on Donald Trump. He was saying this week that he's causing decisiveness with his naming of the virus that he said was called the Chinese disease. It's the China virus. And he's already chiseling away at the Trump administration. So I'm worried that no, he's... No, 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 Sandra, Sandra. Uh, you know... Uh... Eric Adams has done some good things. He's done some bad things. Uh, maybe he said that. Uh, but I'm pretty good at following up on what Eric Adams said, both during the campaign, since I campaigned against him as the Republican and independent candidate for mayor and lost. Uh, I don't ever remember him saying that recently. I, I stand to be corrected. I will apologize if I'm wrong. Uh, but the people who are going after Trump... Uh, on a regular basis, uh, Tish James, who said that's the reason she's not running for governor. She wants to prosecute Trump, Trump's family, Trump's business concerns in the state of New York. Uh, you have now Alvin Bragg, who is inheriting that manta, uh, mantle from Cyrus White Shoes Vance, uh, which all he did as Manhattan DA was try to prosecute Trump. Uh, and everybody else in elected office. I wouldn't single out Eric Adams for that. There's so much uh, more to talk about. And guess when we're going to do it? Tonight. Starting at 12 midnight. Oh, yeah. Real theater of the mind. A stream of consciousness. And I'm going to teach you things about the city that you had absolutely Jack Diddley squat no idea about. And I will uh, tell you where all the political bones are buried and who buried them.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.